The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We're going back to back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Rivas, and uh, who are you, sir? I'm your producer, Matt Duncan. How are you doing, Fred? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, the Raptors just completed a four-one Western Conference road trip. So, ah, so uh, they did go four and one. I was wrong. I was wrong. Me too. You know, I I think I also said three and two. We're yeah. just trying to be reasonable here. Yeah, Matt, but the Raptors are they're too wonderful. Crushing it on the good. West Coast trip again. It's just yeah, it's wild. Um, so first of all, thanks for everyone who listens to this podcast. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you want to find us or tell people how to find us, um, where, where are some of the many, uh, you know, different places people can find us on the internet, Matt? Uh, you can start with, you know, the, the top of the mountain, the, the cherry on top. <laughs> iTunes okay. uh, is probably the best one to do uh, if you want to get us some ratings and move us up them charts. But if you're an Android person, we got no beef with Stitcher or, or Spotify. And if you've got like a, a Windows 95 kind of phone, uh, Player FM would be great. So there's, you know, and then we've got all the the, the social media fun of uh, Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. At we're, we're 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 doing it all right. Yeah, we've got all kinds and of lines open. It, sorry, go ahead. I just said we we got all kinds of lines open. You are damn right. And if you know, if people, if they want to go above and beyond, if they want to hate, if they want to say, hey, let's support these people in what they're doing, how might they do that? Well, you could always go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dunks podcast, and you can choose one of the tiers and support us there. Help us generate a little money so we can sprinkle it on the podcast and, you know, make a, a, a nice glittery time for you. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and last but not least, sure, the weather's warming up and people are wondering, you know, how many sleeps till July and the scarfs come out. But until then, um, what what should people do if they want a non-itchy head? Well, you got to get a Confederacy of Dunks, too. Uh, I don't know how many you've got left over there, but, you know, I'm sure, you know, we don't have a ton. So you want to get them now so you're prepared for next winter. Okay? 20 bucks a head top. Or, you know, you're sitting in Trinity Bellwoods. It's a tad bit cold. You still want to wear a T-shirt. Put yeah. on a toque. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, a lot of people, especially in the city, they love wearing toques well into the summer. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's get going on this, right? Yeah. Get that garbage out of here! All right. Well, uh, let's bring on guest number one and uh, get talking raps. Uh He's a, he works on the, uh, uh, the That's a Rap podcast. Um, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Make sure you check it out. Uh, every Raptor fan should be consuming all Raptors content, especially when we're constantly slighted, you know, in the in, you know, U.S. media and that sort of thing. So give it up at home as loud as you can for Jason Leung. Ooh. I like this. <laughs> 
Yeah. How's, how's that for you, Jason? God damn. So I was listening up to your previous episode, and I didn't know that you guys would have introduction music for like all all guests and like different introduction music. Because the last one you had some had some sort of like uh, Donkey Kong underwater <laughs> music going on, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna vibe to that. But then this is pretty dope too. Thank you so much for that. God damn. No yeah, man. This is a. Uh, yeah, but this uh, I'm Jason. Uh, I'm co-host of That's a Rap and a producer of That's a Rap. Uh, we talk about Raptors and all things NBA as much as we can because you know we're just fans. We're just uh, you know Raptor fans f- doing a podcast for Raptor fans. So it's it's I love it and thanks so much for having me on your show, bro. Dude, it's, uh, it's it's amazing to have you. Like that's exactly what this podcast is. And I'll let Matt tell you a little something like you know a, there's a bit something more more special about your. Your music is, uh, Matt, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> it's, uh, well, like it's your theme song. Every time you come back on, it'll be remembered. So, so that's, uh, that's yeah. actually your song for life. Oh, I think song for life. Too much. Honestly. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I mean, if I wasn't <laughs> married already, I'd probably use it as my walk up. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I think we'll leave it there. I, I probably built up the music a bit too much. Yeah. Um, and, and they're usually weird, like eight bit tracks. Yeah. So I was kind of vibing out to this more than usual. So, well, Paul's um, is a bit, uh, yeah, a little different, a little different genre, a little different genre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's fresh off a, uh, a veggie chili. Um, I'm not sure if he made it. I'm not sure if he picked it up at Seven Eleven. I'm not sure if it's like, you know, high level cuisine style veggie chili. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a hardcore basketball fan. He he runs a Terrence Malick podcast called Talking About Terry or Talking to Terry. I'm not sure if it's, yeah, it, it, he'll elaborate a little bit. Give it up at home for Paul Beer. Oh, boy. This is nice. It's kind of a, um, a ska, ska flavor. Oh, you nailed yeah. it. <laughs> Paul, I'm skanking. Uh, <laughs> I'm skanking here in my um, in my uh, thanks my Rick. basement my basement uh, bunker. Paul, thank um, you so much for joining us for the um, very special Bedouin Sound Clash episode. <laughs> 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 you can catch them oh, at every single frosh in Ontario um, <laughs> for the rest of their lives, but uh, for forever. Paul, to, to, to answer your question, yeah. I did make the chili. I did not get it from Seven Eleven, and I would not call it. Um, uh, what, what did you? How did you describe it? High. I was alluding or? to like designer chili. <laughs> no man, this is this is straight ahead. This, this is this is straight ahead. It had a um, a meat substitute, um, like a like a Beyond Meat kind of oh. uh, stuff in there. Yeah, uh, well, and 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 the, the podcast is called Talking Terry. Um, the, the Terrence Malick podcast. So, um, Thank you I, I, I've been, it's been dark for, uh, it's been dark for about three weeks now. Um, in but, terms of uh, subject matter or you just haven't had any episodes? No, no, I just haven't made, I just haven't done it in three weeks. Uh, but <laughs> I thought you were going through like a dark part of his career. Like, uh, no, but, um, but I'm, I'm going to be coming back soon. So, um, yeah, yeah. Keep your, um, keep your ears peeled is that the that that's not the expression that's what terry would like so so good good choice Mm -hmm. on on your on your wording there Mm -hmm. um okay let's let's talk raps uh there's so much going on uh maddie would you give me that raptors sting Mm -hmm. 
Come for the Terrence Malick banter. Stay for the very straightforward audio clips. <laughs> um, cool. Let's uh, let's get going here, Jason. I'll start with you. Um, and uh, please ask for clarification if my question is weird and confusing, because when I read it back, it I didn't I didn't even understand it. Um. So yeah. Uh, Norm getting injured after being Player of the Week just seems like a a perfect microcosm of something that would happen this season. So is there any other examples you could think of, of like, you know, something not necessarily the exact same, like an injury, but just kind of like similar vibe. Like, well, what's another example of the ethos of this season, like a microcosm? Sure. I mean, when I was looking at this question, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? But then I I was like, (laughs) okay, okay. So I'm thinking about uh, something that kind of encumbersomes the uh, the season, and I was thinking injuries aside, I think like the Lowry All Star appearance in Chicago can be seen as like a microcosm of the season. So let me explain. Think of oh, it this way: the Raptors, the Raptors have been in the playoffs for about six years, the past six years now, seven years. Uh, Lowry has been in All Star game the past six years, right? So each of the Raptors, each time the Raptors have been in the playoffs, except for last year, they have quote unquote flamed out. Right. Um, And then each time Lowry is in the all-star game, he doesn't really make a big impact. But then this year comes around. The Raptors are reigning champions and the media are and all the talking heads um, still not giving them credit. And then Lowry played a vital role in the making of of the all-star game, making it very exciting, uh, playing hard, playing defense. And people are still not giving him credit. So this might be a stretch, but I think that the way Lowry played in the fourth quarter of the all-star game, taking charge in, making difference, basically made the fans kind of hate seeing charges in the all-star game but to complain about the all-star game not being competitive because there's no defense and like you know you you have to like pick and choose uh and then and the, on the on the raptors case they have been such a great team prior to their championship run and now they lose Kawhi and they're not a playoff contender you know what i mean so that's the kind of comparison of this season i think is when lowry was in the all-star game what do you guys I think, think- no, I think that's a perfect answer for something that kind of, you know, encapsulates the spirit of this team. But like, of course, yeah. Lowry is is the most competitive guy in the most competitive game, you know, uh, uh, sorry, in the most competitive all-star game we've seen in a long time. Like, obviously, LeBron mm-hmm. and other guys were competing hard. But Lowry goes out there, takes a charge on Kawhi. Draws a foul on Harden and almost takes a charge on LeBron. And that, you know, those Anthony Davis free throws to seal it that everyone was talking about, that's because Lowry yanked him to the ground. Like, so I, I yeah. think I think Lowry at the All-Star game is exactly the type of answer I was looking for. So, and honestly, just as just a genuine thank you for reading through my ADD filled answer <laughs> because because you nailed it. But uh, yeah, Paul, is but there? If, is, well, if you put sorry. If you put so much effort into making these questions, I got to put effort into answering them, right? Right, yeah. So <laughs> it's only fair, um, Paul. I feel like I've set you up for failure, or or do you or do you have an answer that's as good as Jason's? Oh, uh, I, I don't know if it's as good as as uh, Jason's, but I'm going to point to last night when Nick Nurse, the head coach of the defending world champion Toronto Raptors was asked for his ticket 
in uh, oh yeah oh my was god asked by security yeah. a redux of the whole um, uh, prolonged uh, Masai Ujiri of uh, uh, you know um, confrontation with uh, security that happened last year. He was asked for his t- like he, he he had to he was asked to produce a ticket by the. Uh, um, the the security in in Salt Lake City. I mean that that is a, that is a microcosm of this. Um, not only the Raptors as a whole being uh, um, uh, counted out or disrespected or not recognized, but specifically Nick Nurse not being recognized as uh, you know the best coach in the in the NBA. Man, you guys are you guys are bringing some thoughtful. Like big time answer. So I appreciate it. Like, yeah, like my, my answer uh, to my own question was like, I, th- I think the best things I can think of were the, um, the game where we beat Brooklyn, where we kind of just like refused to lose. And that also mm-hmm. involved Kyle, you know, he was kind of picking a fight with uh, Jared Allen and Kyle just went off and, you know, took a, some key charges, hit some big threes, was just defiant in the mm-hmm. face of not getting respect and defiant in the face of losing. And then, you know, the other example I was going to put forth, but it's, it's a bit weaker than the others. It's just that, you know, I, I might be wrong here, and please correct me if I am, but I think every single member of the squad, or, you know, meaningful member of the squad, participated in our 15-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you know, people were injured at different times, but everyone at least played a like, you know, significant minutes or, or, or a game or two. I think, you know, probably Gasol played the least, but... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, I, I, might be, I might be getting my timelines mixed up, but... Uh, yeah, that to me was kind of you know just just this belief when it's it's this kind of self belief that's just propelling the squad in the face of others not believing you or talking about you or kind of writing you off. Right. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I I think it's it, it whatever this answer is going to be, it's going to have to be like when you think that somebody or you know all of the NBA fan base besides Toronto isn't giving this team credit. And it could be, you know, uh, the amount of people who are being injured or Lowry or just just anything that has to do with not giving this team credit. I think that's that's the you know microcosm of this answer. Yeah. Um, honestly, the image of of um, players in civvies high fiving the te- their teammates after a win could be a microcosm of this of this <laughs> season so far, which is that's like, hilarious. I feel like every single game, there's the you know the final image of uh, either Gasol or you know Freddie or whoever on the bench hopping up to to high five the, the 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 winning you know the the team coming off a win. I mean that 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 feels like the image that um, yeah. is sort of indicative totally. of this season. And and kind of what propelled this question is just seeing Norm get injured again after playing yet again his <sighs> the best basketball of his career. It's like this guy seems to you know, get injured and then re-up and then get injured and then re-up. You know, he really is. Yeah. It's just a shame where we don't get to see him play 40 games, 35 games straight. Um, But uh, just kind of moving on here, because this is also a fun question. um, And it might seem a bit ridiculous and maybe it is, but I I don't know. I I feel like it's not. Uh, Let's start with you, Paul. Is Serge Ibaka 
I, I think I wrote underestimated, but underestimated, underrated. Is Serge Ibaka the most underrated player in the NBA? Um, I mean, this is um, bias, um, Trump course, bias. Right, yeah. I, I would say he's. <laughs> I would say he's certainly up there. Um, I mean, if you watched him um, on this road trip, uh, he's been really um, uh, playing with uh, that kind of fire and that and that kind of. Um, um, uh, on both ends, that, that kind of um, uh, intensity. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody else who's been who's been um, as counted out as that. Right. And, and, and you know, it's it's a narrative based question, so right. I totally mm-hmm. get it. And and, and just well, like, Jason, Jason, will you wait and answer? Sorry, one sec, Paul. I was just gonna. Yeah. Just I was gonna list off here, just so you can kind of put it in your head how people perceive Ibaka. Versus how he's doing. And this is just a cursory basketball reference. But on the year, um, you know, per game, Serge is averaging 16 points, uh, 8.3 rebounds, 1.5 assists, uh, 1.1 steals. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I think I was reading the wrong guy. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Sorry, Serge's 1.5 assists, 0.5 steals, and almost a block a game on, on really good percentages. And he's, he's almost shooting 40% from three. And I'm not even really yeah. talking about his defense, which is obviously still good. So, so just I'm just throwing that out there. And, yeah, are there people – and, Paul, sorry, I feel like I cut you off, so I'll go, I'll go back to you. But, yeah, are there, is there anyone who's coming to mind where you're like, well, this guy? Are you asking me? Yes, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I, I would say up until like maybe a week or two ago, the the names that I would think of are people like LeBron James or Russell Westbrook in terms of people who are who um, people were not uh, paying attention. I mean, LeBron is is uh, is always is always a threat, but he like Ibaka has been in this injury plagued season has been um such a um, uh such a rock and I, again this this um road trip i was dreading honestly to be honest with you um and uh he's he's done so well and and stood up when um when needed so yeah i've been i've been blown away totally and you know the the story of abaka's career i feel like people really wanted to you know write the day new ma years before it ever happened because he kind of just keeps developing and he keeps morphing. And I'm not really sure if it's part of his, you know, part of that kind of like slander that comes around with African players in regards to their age or really when it started mm. with Ibaka. But he's kind of been, he's been a little bit undervalued for the majority of his career and he's kind of continued to grow and, yeah, just for me, he's a guy you have to game plan for in the playoffs, and I, I don't hear anyone talk about him ever. And he's going to be a, right. a key factor deep into the playoffs this year. He was a key factor, obviously, last year deep into the playoffs. Um, I, I have a couple players uh, that kind of, I, you know, I wrote down just for the sake of this question, but Jason, I'll, I'll, I'll jump to you. Is, is sure. Serge underrated? You know, is are there players who you think – are, are still more underrated, don't get enough love compared yes. to what they do? I think he's definitely up there. I don't think he's the most underrated player, but I mean, honestly, like, bias aside, I feel like if there's anybody who's more underrated or underestimated than Serge Ibaka from the Toronto Raptors, it's probably Kyle Lowry. 
uh, in mm. the NBA sphere. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, like again, the scouting report for the Raptors is usually consists of two players: is either Siakam or Lowry. But I think like as the Alex Caruso, maybe the Lakers' secret weapon for. For them, the the Raptors have like a plethora of secret weapons, and Serge is one of them. So, like you said, um, he uh, you know he his three point shot, uh, for example, like uh, last year he attempted two point three threes a game, made twenty nine percent. This year he's attempting three point three and making under forty percent. So the patient he has around the rim, as well as improved from the eye test, each time he catches the ball in the paint, he doesn't rush anymore. Like he picks and chews, waits for mm-hmm. the defender to jump in the air before he shoots. Like I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, or maybe last year when he gets the ball into the paint and then he just rushes, and he has his like hands were like rocks, almost like Biombo like. But now he's like oh. really steady, and when he dribbles the ball, it's okay. Uh, and his rebounding too is really taking a step up. He's having one of his best years in rebounding, which is 8.3 rebounds a game. His career high was in OKC 2013-2014 with 8.8. So Serge is low-key one of the biggest contributors to this team. And if he's not the most underrated or underappreciated person in this team, at least this man's going to get paid. Oh, man, totally. He definitely (laughs) has done a good job of turning that Oh, Serge is overpaid on his current contract to, oh, wait a second. This guy's not done, and he's getting more money. Um, yeah, I, I, so I, I, I wrote down a couple players just for kind of like a thought exercise, and I thought, who, who is a very important part of their team, you know, doesn't get much of a look for all-star, is, is a guy that just narratively doesn't do a lot, to move the needle, but is huge for the team. And mm-hmm. the first guy I thought of was Brooke Lopez because he's such a fantastic mm-hmm. defender yeah. and he kind of unlocks that Milwaukee system yet at the same time, he'll never be mentioned in conversations of very, very impactful players. Like, you know, you'll have people talking about how Patrick Beverly is a better, more important defender or something like that. You know, and I think he's one of those guys that is just really able to unlock what what that team is even trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he uh, played really well against the Raptors last year too. Oh, yeah. he, he was, he was like a really, um, a real sticking point against the Raptors last year. For sure. You know, um, as much as people kind of, and rightfully so enjoy kind of dancing on the bucks, losing, it was definitely a specific combination we needed to unlock to mm-hmm. slow down what they were doing. And, They've gotten even better at it, and teams are having an even tougher time with it. Um, but yeah, and the, and the other player I thought of just because of injury, and I think he's kind of quietly starting to play very well again, is Kristaps Porzingis. Um, I'm not sure how well he's going to mm. do in the playoffs, and I think he started slow, so people thought maybe he was done. But he seems like, you know, obviously he's not on Luca's level, but I think he's in kind of a better situation than he was in New York, where he can be a number two and and to have a lot of the well, pressure. I mean, anything is better than New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, things weren't going to get better for him in New York, obviously. But uh, no. yeah. But yeah, he's a player. I think at this point, maybe it's a bit underrated. But that's kind of why mm-hmm. I, I just started thinking about how Serge is valued in the league. You know, he's not he's not an all star, and he's just not someone that people talk about. How uh, much do I you think he's going to get paid next season, though? Uh, oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, so. I'll, I'll answer the, what does Serge get paid next season? I think 
I think that there's a big difference between if he gets paid by the Raptors or another team. Mm, I think if fair. he gets paid by the Raptors, he is going to have a like like I think Masai will treat him well and give him a contract that has a, a really first big year. Like it's like a two or three year contract okay. where he gets twenty in the first year and like, you know, fifteen for the consecutive two mm-hmm. years or something like that. So right. Right now, yeah. he's getting $23 million for this year. I'm wondering if it's going to be more by hmm. the way he's been playing. It's tough. I, I would say less just because of where the big man position is at and his age and that. And, you know, people kind of like not really planning their team around bigs. So I, I don't know if that, how much of a bidding war there would be for Surge. But again, you know, I think it depends on the playoffs and, and, and how he does and. And and that sort of thing, and and sorry, Paul. I'll I'll, I'll let you answer this question too. Oh, I was going to say, I, I I feel like he's, I, and um, I, I don't really have any kind of firm sense of this, but I feel like he's respected by other players in the league. Is that is that safe to say? I mean, like he's, um, uh, are, are you asking specifically how much he's going to get paid? Because I yeah, I, just I just that, just taking a wild guess, yeah. Well, I I think that it would be roughly what he's making now plus, I think. When guys make, when guys get to this point, they're they're looking for like years on that on that contract. Right. So right, it would He's looking be like, for that Andre Iguodala. Right. <laughs> you might you might take a little bit less. Yeah. But with with a promise of years. Um. Uh. So yeah, maybe maybe like a like a two or three year contract. Um. Coming out of this because he's playing so well and and I just um as he said I I. I I get the sense that uh, Masai would be looking to look after him a little, not look after him. That sounds patronizing, but to, to reward him a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, Paul, let's, uh, let's stick with you. Uh, So this is just kind of like a fun exercise considering the Raptors are going back to the finals and winning another championship. Naturally, uh, and, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, we know this others might not. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what are the four teams you would like us to face, whether that's for, you know, narrative reasons or, you know, just for, just for, for easy, you know, probability of winning sake. And let's keep right. it like within the realm of possible. I'll say. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Um, so I think that right now, do they have Orlando as as their? You're, um, you're basically looking at Orlando and and Brooklyn as the first round matchup, right? Yeah, uh, you Orlando. know, so, likely. So I, I would take Orlando um, only because they're so far they the Raptors have done really well against Orlando in the in the season series. They've the 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 wins. I think they lost once to Brooklyn and. Uh, even though Brooklyn is in complete disarray, <laughs> disarray at the moment. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would still take Orlando in that first round. I take Boston. Speaking of disarray, I would take Boston in, oh, that, yeah? in that second round. Cause okay. I feel like they, I feel like the bottom is kind of falling out of like, I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like the bottom is kind of falling out of there. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't really see a path out of the East without going through Milwaukee, but um, it would be, it would be a delight if, you know, we ended up facing Indiana <laughs> considering that it we sure beat them would, 46 yeah. points <laughs> uh, at earlier. 
and then uh, and then yeah, the finals. Um, uh, you know, I, I again, I don't really see a path out of the West uh, that doesn't go through um, uh, the Lakers. However, um, I, I would say I would like to see a um, a Raptors Clippers final being played uh, in in front of um, uh, in uh, empty arenas, uh, which is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. A little. Okay, uh, well. Little. Uh, coronavirus foreshadowing yeah um, yeah exactly they're, they're gonna not. play it on a they're gonna play it on a barge uh in the middle of the ocean somewhere yeah. i think um yeah but it will still happen and the raptors will still win right so <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah I, I i think it would be such a delight to to, to see uh uh Kawhi face up against uh, i mean I, I don't think it's going to happen but um to see Kawhi face his, his former team um, I love in it. the finals would be would be dramatic you, you want Kawhi, but you know you don't want, you don't want. Um, wait, well, I, I kind of lost track of what. Oh yeah, sorry, I was gonna say you you want Kawhi, but you don't want to be extra tired because of Giannis. You you want somehow it to be the Pacers and the Raptors just be extra healthy heading into the finals. Yeah, again, I I don't I do not believe that it it will be the I I, I think that I think hey that this is point, a fantasy scenario is you know? gonna have to face. Is going to have to face the Bucks, um, but yeah, it would be it would be a delight if, uh, um, uh, g- g- given our mutual history, if uh, they faced Indiana to get to uh, yeah the Clippers in the in the final. Okay, Jason, what's your what's your fantasy four teams path to the finals? Yeah, well, okay. Speaking about you know playing in empty arenas, uh, that. That would be not not saying that that would be a lot of fun, of course, because I don't want that to happen. But could you imagine like the amount of shit talk that you're going to hear like during the oh game? My God. You don't have to like oh, yeah. mic up nobody. Just people are just going to keep on jarring. That'd be amazing. You'd hear watch. like Herbie Coon coughing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like you'd exactly. hear so much like other. So you hear the popcorn <laughs> popping and like concessions, or you'll you'll constantly hear like Big Cat like. I don't know, <laughs> roaring or something. Yeah. Oh my God. You would for sure hear Jamal McGore, and it would. And yeah. it would like, they would have to like mute the broadcast. They'd be like, uh, yeah. I don't he know what have to, to do. Use a cup anymore. To yeah. Like, like, <laughs> to amplify himself. That's amazing. Um. Oh man. Okay. But the I, I think the path that we're on right now is is what I would like to see. To be honest, because like right now we're we're stated to uh, face Brooklyn in the in the first round, and I think that we match up better with Brooklyn. I don't if we can stop like Karis Avert, who's been playing like uh like a star. I think if we can stop him and maybe like the shooting of Joe Harris, I I I feel like we could win that series in five or less. Um, yeah. The semis, I want to, I want to see Boston for sure. I would like Toronto and Boston never met in the playoffs, and I think that's kind of long overdue. You mm-hmm. have to have those two powerhouses. You yes. need to see that collide, you know. So like, uh, you got you know Siakam versus Tatum, Kemba, Lowry, Serge versus Tice. You know, there's gonna be Nurse a, Stevens, like OG versus Tice. Like someone's, someone's gonna you know go down. It's it's gonna be great to watch. That's that's entertainment. Uh, uh the conference, you, uh, you know, the Bucks, of course. Um. I think I know that the last game the Bucks played, they didn't play any of their starters. But you kind of can see and you can tell that without Giannis, it's kind of apparent that the Bucks just don't have anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And on the Raptors, on the other hand, they have everything. Um, they have a. It, it, they've we've never had a year where it's been a full roster. 
yet we're only six games behind first place. So, and I also don't think this is really important. I don't think that Nurse has shown everything uh, right. that he has in store for the Bucks. I feel like he has a lot of crap up his sleeve, saving it for this specific matchup. You know, you know, the last time they played, and the next two times we're playing the Bucks, it's not going to be the same if and when we face the Bucks in the in totally. the playoffs. There's something there. And for the finals, um, we've never beaten LeBron. Let's beat the hell out of LeBron mm. and, and get mm-hmm. get that ring again. And, you know, obviously the NBA needs the Lakers to be successful. And who's going to stop them? It's going to be the team from Canada. That's what's Yes, I love it. Okay, so here's uh, – there's a lot of uh, similar themes I'm sure you guys will notice. Um, okay, so for me, I think Orlando and Brooklyn – the reality of those series is that the way the Raptors are playing, we're going to embarrass whoever we play. And I think I would like to embarrass Brooklyn more. So that's where I (laughs) land on that one. So, you know, I I would like Brooklyn to have a whole summer where everyone's just, you know, all the players that are there, or they're just a bit angry at Kyrie and KD. I just want to like scorch earth a bit here. (laughs) So it's, it's happening. You know what I mean? Like, where's Orlando? I just, I, you know, I think we'd beat the crap out of Orlando, but I don't, I like faults. Like I just kind of, I don't mind their team. I want them to get be a bit better. And honestly, I, I wouldn't mind Gordon having to guard, Giannis for a series. I just think he's athletic and, you know, yeah. they could maybe they actually, I've, I'm going to stop that sentence before I finish it. Milwaukee would crush <laughs> Milwaukee or sorry, Milwaukee would crush Orlando. But um, so for number two, I'm basically, I'm not going to say everything Jason said, but I'm almost the exact same. Like I want that series for a million mm-hmm. reasons, the Boston media, the ringer, yeah. I want all of it. Um, yeah. and I want to beat the crap out of them. That would be pretty close to a chance. Man. Oh man. Like when, when Tatum got blocked by Kawhi and Danny, I was basically, mm. I almost passed out. <laughs> oh yeah. I almost passed out. Um, okay. So, and then, and then here's my wrinkle. So for the, for round three conference finals, I hope that the Sixers, um, pass oh. the Pacers. And, uh, or, 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 sorry, sorry, I, I, I kind of messed that up. I hope the Sixers, yeah, sorry, I'm, no, okay, here we go. Yeah, so I hope the Sixers <laughs> pass the Pacers, or what, like, whichever thing puts them into the 4-5 bracket, and then mm-hmm. I hope that they, that mm. everything happens for the Sixers, the process comes to life, they've finally done it, all the, you know, Simmons haters and Bede haters, it, it's all like, oh my God, they actually did it. Brown's amazing. He unlocked them. They beat Giannis. Giannis already starts to contemplate, starts to say weird things about coming to Toronto. That starts. <laughs> and then we destroy Philly. And then they basically decide that they're going to blow it up too. So we've become a lot like LeBron and we're just ending franchises mm. all over the place. And finally, <laughs> we get the Lakers. But before we, we play the Lakers, LeBron has beaten Kawhi. So there's no weird like, yeah, but they couldn't beat Kawhi type thing. And we go up against the best team and, mm-hmm. uh, and we beat them. And we beat the best player. And there's a bunch yeah. of reverse LeBronto memes. And I go to sleep and die a happy man. 
that's that's basically. So you die. You die at the end. Yeah, of this in scenario. my scenario, I die. I don't know. This is the end of I'm your so life. Sorry. Yeah, in my scenario, that is it for me. Okay. Um, okay. Can, can, can I ask something in kind of a sure. mystical, larger, um, uh, larger picture thing here? Please, please, do, please do give me that. Okay. Do you think that the death of Kobe Bryant is truly motivating LeBron in the way that he said in in his Instagram obituary that this is that he's like I'm I'm going because it certainly seems like it it certainly seems like it's 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 happening and that he is I mean th- this guy needs no further motivation but um it, it it certainly seems like is this are we going to look back on this season and it's like oh it's inevitable this was the season that that the that LeBron um, carried the Lakers to uh, to to a championship. I think if it happens, yes, it will be. You know, it will feel as inevitable as I think a lot of people felt like when when Kawhi came to Toronto and it was kind of like you know it was it was written type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think if they mm-hmm. lose, uh, then it will very much be like oh yeah right it's real life and you know it kind of depends how much you believe in things but you know you know to answer the, the other kind of question how much is this motivating lebron i would say a ton i would say it's motivating yeah. a lot of players in the league yeah. and i would say it's motivating the laker franchise and you know even it's probably motivating other la guys right so uh, i think a lot of people are motivated for different reasons um and some of those people are raptors uh because i think there was some kobe connections there as well but um, yeah, Jason, I'll, I'll let you answer that question before we move on to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I was talking to my wife about this, and and it's like, do you do we really want the Raptors to? Obviously, we want the Raptors to win. But I'm just saying, like, there there is going to always be that that heavy heart when it comes to this year's NBA. And I don't know mm-hmm. about you guys, but like this one, this year has been not only entertaining, which it has been, but it has been kind of like uh, it, it's been emotional, you know. Like with, of course, RIP Lakers and what's going on with in the beginning of the year with China and what's going on with, uh, you know, coronavirus. Now it's like it's a lot. So much has been going on that being a fan is is hard. <laughs> and and it's it, but, it, but at the same time, it's good that we all can kind of come together, too, and still talk about it and still kind of share our feelings about it. But like I, I feel like when it comes to like the finals and everything, of course, I want the Raptors to win. But yes, I do agree that there is going to be a narrative that, you know, agree or disagree with it, but there might be of like, you know, the, uh, the emotions of it kind of took over, which I hope it doesn't. But, you know, we'll see. I, I think cooler heads will prevail. Um, mm-hmm. let, you know, again, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, and um, I, lots of good points there, Jason. And I think particularly I really relate to the, the idea of sports in general being an escape and, you know, kind of they're being in their own world. And I think particularly this year with the NBA, it's a mixture of the rise in popularity, the, the way they do business in China and, you know, the way that related. And obviously Kobe's, Kobe's massive influence on the game and basketball right. in general. And then obviously, yeah, c- coronavirus, China once again. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, a very, it's a heavy year. It's an exciting year. It's uh, it's like I keep calling it the NBA Jam year or the healthiest team wins year. But uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's uh, it's it's a really really good year, and it's it's a complex one too. I think. 
But um, um, can I just say one sure. one more thing? You you, you mentioned um, you know sports uh, in general as being an escape from the from the world. We're I mean, as of today, <laughs> we're being confronted with sports not being able itself to escape this um, uh, current situation because the, right. I think the Raptors just put out. I think I think today was the deadline. Um, whether or not it was um, uh, a hard deadline or not to like put their plan out uh, in terms of um, infectious disease and, and that kind of thing. So it's like, this is going to bump up against the, the escape. Like the mm-hmm. reality is going to bump up against the escape pretty soon. And I was watching that game last night and um, just looking at the people in the stands and being like, wow. And this is the first time I've ever thought this being like, that's a lot of people sitting close to each other, you know? Um, and thinking like, are we going to see games? I know I was joking about it before, but are, are we going to see games that are going to be played in front of, in front of empty arenas in the next, in the next, uh, couple months, you know, I, I, yeah. I this is not really a question. This is more just a, yeah, an observation that, well, I mean, that, that yeah, uh, it, the escape is bump is, is, is being taken away. They're already, uh, removed, they already played games in Europe. I think Italy with without fans around, and yeah. now they've actually canceled all like Euro League. I, I I'm totally speaking on my ass, but I, I know that like major sports leagues have already implemented this because of that. So I mean, it's a it's a real thing. Escaping this isn't going to be an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely going to be something that we're monitoring, and I think it's going to affect basically every aspect of life on the globe, uh, including sports. Um, but uh, I think I think we'll all. I think it's also fair for us as people to move on uh, and talk some more basketball and and kind of deal with this existential dread in waves, right? Because sure, it's it's pretty intense, and I think. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of, a, kind of, it's going to be a constantly evolving situation, um, and that's not to put a cap in this conversation or anything. But I just kind of want to talk about uh, the MVP race and and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> that's just that's just me being selfish. Um, okay, well, if you guys are ready to talk some NBA, uh, Maddie, would you give me that NBA sting? This is Adam Silver. Confederacy of Dunks will have some <laughs> genuine thoughts on the coronavirus. <laughs> and then also, um, Matt will play his tugboat Adam Silver sound effect. <laughs> so you're getting some levity here. Um, let's, uh, let's jump into this question I had about the Eastern Conference, but I'm going to add Philly to the mix. And I realize that I wrote the Bucks, which probably is, is not a good uh, choice for this answer. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the, the, there's, a, there's, there's a couple teams right now in the East who fancy themselves playoff teams. Like I'm, I'm not really talking about the early exit squads like Orlando and, and Brooklyn, who, I mean, sure, there's probably some hope, but not, not real substantial hope. But I think if you're Indiana, uh, Philly, uh, or Boston – um, and, and I'm going to leave the Bucks out of this because I think that, sure, there's some reason to worry, but I, I, I mean, unless this Giannis knee thing is more substantial than the sprain it is, I think they're, they don't need to panic or anything. They also have a round against a bad team. But yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll go to you first, Paul. Between kind of like the Sixers, 
the Pacers, and and the Celtics. Um, who who should be the, whose fan base should be the most worried? Um, I think it should be uh, Boston's. Um, they are uh, coming off of a, a really bad um, uh, stretch here, and uh, I just think that as great as uh, Jason uh, Tatum has been, I don't think that they are able to close out game and they've, they've, they've suffered some really like psychologically damaging losses. So, um, uh, look, I, I, I think that that OKC game was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure that there's some science that says this is not true, but, but I, I just think that that kind of weighs on teams, um, when they, when they just sort of fall apart like that. And, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's Boston. I think, I think the, the Celtics are, are in, are in, are in real trouble. It, it wasn't Boston for me. I think they do. I, I included them in this. I think they do have reason to be concerned. Um, but I feel like, really, you know, thinking long term with Boston, most mm-hmm. of the signs are still good. I, if I was a Boston fan, I'd still be pretty happy about smart. Tatum and Brown going forward. I'd maybe start to be a bit worried about if Kemba is the right timeline for the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they, 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 I think, I think there's reason for them to struggle and the expectations are high as well. So if they perform poorly in the playoffs, it's, it's not good. Um, Jason, who, who yeah. are you thinking between the Celtics Pacers and uh, Sixers? Um, I was going to, Pacers uh, before the 76ers was on the board, so I'm going to ah. stick with the... I'm, <laughs> I'm stick with I included the them. Yeah, no, so I, I, I was going to go Pacers for a number of reasons because of some of the injury lays or, or lulls, uh, and then also shout out to Popeye Jones because he's one of the Raptors OGs. It's always good to see him on the bench, but yeah, I have to I have to pick the Sixers. You have to pick the Sixers. I mean, like, they got both Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, uh, mm-hmm. you know, injury protocols you have josh richardson who's going through concussion protocol and they're they just lost the golden state warriors let's be real mm-hmm. here like what are they looking for I mean, this team has been was picked by a lot of and myself included that they were going to be uh in the runnings forward winning the wing at all and if you were i had to them be, going to the finals yeah exactly to be sixth right now fighting for like the four five six spot like uh, with indiana and miami it's not a good look like whatever mm-hmm. elton brand thought he was doing i guess is not really working especially with the al horford situation yeah it's not oh, yeah. it's not looking good like as a 76er fan, like, I don't know how you guys are feeling because you've gone through the process the whole time. Like, uh, it, are you, I, I don't know how much you're expecting this year. I feel like uh, you were expecting to be in the finals. It's not looking great, honestly. I don't, I don't have very much, um, I, I get, a, I, I, I was very high on them, but when you lose somebody like Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick, like, I don't know about you guys, but last year when we were facing them in the playoffs, the, per- the only person that was scary, who scared me, was Jimmy Butler. And now he's gone. Mm-hmm. And they don't have someone that could get a bucket for you whenever needed. So I would say, I'd definitely say the Sixers. Yeah, I think for all, for all the points you said, I'm, I'm also the Sixers. And I'll just add, for me, actually, and I think I, I, I find myself in the minority of opinions here, but the guy I was actually the most scared of was Embiid. I think Embiid mm-hmm. has made the biggest kind of 
he was the biggest shadow over that series. Obviously, he was sick, and and Gasol did a great job, and Butler was the guy who could score. But you know, I've I've said this before, but early on in that series, they had to move Butler off of Kawhi. So I think it was the dual impact of Embiid that really scared me in that series. It's, it was the potential of what he could do. And he never quite mm-hmm. put it together. But for me, the airplane moment uh, <laughs> was, was basically the scariest, most insecure moment I had as a fan that yeah. entire playoff run. Because that was the only time I felt, oh, shit, is this team, like, tougher than us? Mm-hmm. Well, with the Bucks, I just I, – I, even though it was, like, we were really down – I just kept feeling like there was a way to break through. With the Sixers, I genuinely didn't know. Like that seven, yeah. that seventh game, the whole game, I was kind of like, this could go either way. But yeah, just um, just just kind of jumping on your points there, Jason. I I think that you know because of the process, obviously there's they've had two GMs since and and that sort of thing. But uh, with Brown, with Embiid, with Simmons. It's like, this seems like it's it. And I think mm-hmm. depending on how they lose, you know, maybe if they make it to the conference finals and lose in game seven or something, everything's okay. But I, if they, I think if they lose particularly in rounds one or two, we're, we're about to see a huge shakeup. So yeah, I think Philly, I, I agree. Philly is really tons of pressure there. If I was a Philly fan, I would be worried. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say Pacers because I included them, but... Pacers fans, I think, have reasons to be worried, but if I'm them, honestly, I'm just waiting for a training camp when I can have Brogdon and Oladipo because you yeah, waited for yeah. Oladipo to come back the whole year, and now there's rumors that Brogdon's out for the season. It's, that's kind of just like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, yeah. what are you supposed to do with that, you know? Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's less existential than the, than the Sixers. Um where, as you said, this is this is supposed to be the, the culmination of the process, and then you have sort of nothing to potentially nothing to to show for it, um, given injuries and 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 Al Horford's not really doing the things that he's supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, I mean it's it it, it it's got to be deeply deeply depressing to be a Sixers fan. <laughs> um, okay, on on that note, um, Jason, uh, here's a here's another question for you. Okay. Um, do you think the LeBron James this year, um, we already kind of mentioned how, how magical this year has been for him. Um, is he closing the gap on Giannis as MVP? Like it seemed like Giannis and Harden were jockeying for a bit and then mm-hmm. kind of like Giannis took off. And then it was like one of those years where, yep, we all know who the MVP is. Let's play it out. Um, do you think we're still there or is LeBron kind of gotten closer? I think for James, what we're seeing with him with year 17, it's we're definitely taking it for granted. And like to be to be where he is at his age, still the most dominant force in NBA, like he, it, it's crazy. But he also has AD by his side. When we mm-hmm. see the Bucks, and recently without Giannis, like I said before, they aren't really that good. So this award is for the entirety of the season. And Giannis has made the Bucks the number one team from the jump. And he and throughout that throughout the season, he hasn't even played that long in each game. I think they're playing like thirty three, averaging thirty three minutes per game, yeah. something like that. It's been crazy. So at the end, I I honestly think it's going to be Giannis because of the because it should be. Um, 
thinking about the entire season, not just like the end of it or the beginning or the middle. Yeah, I I, I, I very much agree. And I, as I was writing this question, I was kind of thinking, you know, I feel like maybe the more appropriate question is how close are Harden and LeBron? Um, uh, and that's a and good I, question, yeah. You know, that might be a bit fair, but because I think LeBron, for me anyways, has passed Harden, but it's not like a wild gap. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think if Houston doesn't finish in the with a home court record, that really kind of, for me, com- like ends the uh, Harden's candidacy for MVP. Um, but uh, Paul, where where are you at with the question? Do you think LeBron is having? You know, yeah, like, do you think it's comparable to Giannis or not really? Uh, at, at at the risk of just um, parroting uh, what Jason said, I I I agree. I I think that if if I was to pick one person. You know, to 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 win a a basketball game single handedly, I would have for the past seventeen years, I would have picked LeBron yeah. James, yeah, um, for sure, including this year. But um, including this year, but but I, I think that the the overall picture, it's 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 Giannis, and and sort of ironically, this always happens, where you see how the team functions without that person. Right and um, and it's again it's, it's it's kind of an irony because if someone's if, if a great player is injured for the entire season they're not going to get and and their team tanks they're not going to get MVP because they're like well clearly they were the most valuable person because Clay Thompson you know. MVP yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um, but we sort of see that in this in this um, uh, in this way with um, with Giannis and I I I, I think it's Giannis I mean I by the time the finals or whatever roll around, um, we might look at this differently, but it's a regular season um, mm-hmm. uh, award. So it's, uh, it's Giannis. I mean, I, LeBron is having an unbelievable um, season and an unbelievable like past five weeks or whatever, but um, no, nah, man, he's, he's the wash King, Paul. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I never rolled with the Wash King thing. I'm still a witness guy, like because I just feel like when LeBron said and done, I don't want to be one of the people who was like, "Well, he wasn't that good." Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be like, "Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was wonderful. He was insanely good." Um, we, we we definitely take him for granted for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, Paul. I'm gonna stick with you. Um, so, who's a non-raptor, like a player? Who's someone else uh, in in the league right now? Who you just find yourself kind of rooting for, for whatever reason? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that um, in a weird way, guys, I'm rooting for Chris Paul. I like... He was uh, on my list. Good answer. Good answer. Great answer. It is... um, It's crazy. 35. Yeah. Talk about the old guy still got it. And um, sort <laughs> he of, definitely has a dad bod going on too. I oh, love it. Totally, <laughs> he does. But but he is he's he's contributing so well, and he's play, you know, like he's playing so well, and he's and it was he was sort of written off as like as like ballast on that trade, right? Yeah. Like yeah. as to kind of like balance the books, and he's he's doing he's playing so well, and uh, um, I mean maybe that's just me being a washed. Um, individual myself. Uh, no, it's, it's like, a great, yeah. great story. But but it's so it's 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 such a great story, and he's and he's he was he's always been just a blast to watch. Man, when play, when I think yeah. 
when he was guarding Tatum uh, at the end of that Boston yes. game, it was just such a like he got game moment where it was like Tatum, you're so good, but you can't beat your dad. <laughs> it was like one of those moments yeah. where it's like, no, nah, dad still got it, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, yes, it's Chris Paul for me. Jason, are uh, are, are you also Chris Paul? Is there someone else? Oh man, kind of? that's such a good answer, man. Yeah. I can't even like I was going. So personally, I was going to go with Kemba because I've always loved Kemba. Oh, since, I like, like that. In, in Charlotte. And now that he's finally gotten a chance to play at a good team and I feel like he's a better fit for Boston than Kyrie. Yep. Uh, I would go with Kemba. But I mean, that Chris Paul and with with Chris Paul. Uh, he he reminds you so much of Lowry, right? They're basically not not only because they're the same type of body, really, but they also have mm-hmm. the same smarts and the same minds. And and uh, like Paul, you hit it right on the head, man. Like if if you put the two and two together, um, they do so many things. I'm talking about Lowry and and Paul. Mm-hmm. They do so many things on the court that is not recorded on the stat sheets, and they yeah. just do make winning plays. Chris Paul is such a good and uh, a good answer, Paul. I'll, I'm I'm going to piggyback on you, brother. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, uh, so I, I basically wrote down three names. You know, just in case you guys said the same names and. Um, Chris Paul was on there. So mine was actually a similar, it's, it's like a similar answer to Kemba, except mine is Mike Conley. Um, I just feel like he got the Marcus soul treatment from Memphis, except what happened to him was he went to Utah and just like ruined all of their chemistry and somehow (laughs) was like less valuable than Joe Ingles. Like, I, I don't know what exactly happened there and you know Quinn Snyder's a good coach so I was one of those people that I'm like oh man Utah Denver they're gonna be so good and yeah just watching Utah and Mike Conley struggle so much I felt I just felt for the guy it was like man this was your Mm -hmm. this was your go get a ring shot kind of and and you went to a place and you've actually made it like worse but um I remember when Lowry and and Mike Conley were were supposed to be traded for each other like this year or was it last that, year? That was last year. That was uh, that was last year. That was because the whole Marcus Soul thing. You know, we were Ooh. entertaining the idea of like a crazy blockbuster where we bring Mike and Mark together yeah. uh, on our squad. Right. And yeah. I was actually yeah, I saying that. today that that Lowry came out publicly and said, like, I don't want to be traded from the Raptors, and I love playing in Toronto, which for me was a signal of like, whoa, what's what's going on? And also, I love that Kyle loves us. But yeah. um, but yeah. So and then and then the other player I just threw in there. Oh, and just, sorry, just to finish uh, my Mike Conley point, I think he has turned it around. Like I don't think he's having quite the Gasol effect. I don't think he will. But it seems like he's a plus now. And and watching him against the Raptors, uh, you know, he only went four for twelve. But it seems like he's not totally out of sorts. So yeah. um, I, I wish success for him. And then the other guy I just threw in for bonus. He'll have lots of time to do well, but I must say I'm fully just like intoxicated by watching him. It's Zion. <laughs> like I, I, I yeah. get it. You know, you know, he's probably not a better rookie than like Luca or whatever. But there's something about watching Zion. It's just, it's just a rare to see someone physically impose themselves that easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. So here's the thing: if 
I think the Pelicans are are what ninth or or tenth or something like that. They're ninth. They're and, they're right they're, behind Memphis now. Cool. So if because I know that we were just talking about the MVP race. So I'm wondering if because Jaw was been has been playing so well throughout the entire year, but they're only eighth place. If the Pelicans make it surpass that and they make it uh, to the eighth place, um, does Zion be considered as rookie of the year? For me, it's actually a yes. And I feel like that kind of goes against the way I usually think because I think, you know, availability does matter. But at the same time, I just think the pure drama of like if they have to beat Mem- – if they if they surpass Memphis to make the playoffs particularly the, mm. and, and Zion's like this big a part of it, then I, I think I'm just a yes because of the storyline. Interesting. Uh, where, yeah, where, I, I, what I, are you, I wouldn't Paul? be mad at that. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if, if that if that played out, and also to come off of an injury like that um, and just be so spectacular. I think um, has it been, also has depends so on John. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Let's uh, let's let's wrap this baby up with some quickish questions. Does uh, Does that sound good to you guys? Let's do it. Sure. Okay, uh, Maddie, would you give me that quickish question sting? Quickish question. Uh, Matt, you got to give me your Spotify list, bro. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, Matt's life. Like, Matt, if you Spotify. trust me, like, when Matt Duncan is performing at Rebel, like, downtown, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you. It's just wild. Like, like there's oh, there's so many people there. Like, I'd say, like, 40, 50. You know what I mean? Like, that place yeah. is packed. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll like get, I'll get bottle service for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for get sure. bottle service if Matt's DJing. <laughs> because you know, just cause, right? Like um Oh god. Matt, is it fair is it fair for me to tell the world that you're actually like a nasty DJ? Well, you know what? Go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that, that's Matt's version of shut the hell up. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's let's do some quickish questions. Um, Jason, Paul, Matt, you got to answer as quick as you can. No phoning a friend. I'm gonna try and get through the uh, the question and and somehow make it uh, you know intelligible. Uh, are you both ready? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay, let's go, uh, Jason, Paul. And Matt. So uh, here we go. Jason, will the Bucks get 70 wins? No. Paul, do your they best. They will not. Oh, no, sorry, Paul. The, Paul, <laughs> oh, sorry. it's a new, new question, but fair <laughs> new enough. New question. Forget it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, I should probably explain it a bit more. <laughs> okay, Paul, do, you, do your best impression of your favorite Herbie Coon over pronunciation of a non-American player name or the same of someone else on the podcast. My favorite are Dennis Schroeder and Dario Saric. And I would also just caution you to not be racist here. <laughs> I mean, you can caution all you want. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> you can caution all you want. <laughs> but I, 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 I love the way he pronounces Mike Bootenholzer's name. He's like, Mike Putin holds her like he's very particular about. <laughs> okay, that's a good yeah, one. A good the, one. C- 
the coaching pronunciations. You got to keep an eye out for those. Like he's very, he's very deliberate about. Honestly, that. if you hear like uh, in arena people try and pronounce Sergio Scoriolio, or I, 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 I just messed up. Okay, and then Nate, Nate Bjorken, they basically see his last name and panic. Um, <laughs> it's a good time, uh, and they both have to be announced every game. Okay, Matt. I was at the uh, I was at the Bucks game, and uh, Herbie was trying to say DiVincenzo like eight different times. It was oh, really that's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, he probably like gets amped up for the first part too. He's like Dante, and then he gets scared. And then David Chisenzo. Yeah. Okay. I ruined the flow of quickish questions, but here we go, Matt. Yes. Do the past two seasons for the Raptors? championship followed by success despite injuries represent the best two seasons of team basketball in the history of the nba (laughs) wow what a deep and heavy question for me to answer um i i can't say that that's uh, absolutely true but i'm gonna put them in the top five how about that love it jason who is the biggest germaphobe in the league and it's definitely not Rajon Rondo because he spat on Chris Paul, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Uh, shoot. I, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably say Zion. Uh, do you guys remember when uh, JaVale McGee asked for Zion's uh, jersey? Zion gave him the jersey and then walked off. <laughs> oh, yeah. He didn't, he didn't do any jersey exchange. He's just like, here, awesome. here, bro. He's like, um, I don't like other so people's sweat. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. good. Thanks, bro. Uh, you can go sell this, McGee. We're good. We're good. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, okay, Paul. Are OG and Surge the best professional wrestling tag team that has never been? Absolutely. Yeah, they're like um, uh, Tugboat and <laughs> the Hurricane or whatever. <laughs> what was the, what's the other one? Tugboat and Hurricane? Tugboat, who's the other one? They were called the Natural Disasters. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I want to see Love that it. SummerSlam this year. Okay, Matt. <laughs> um, are the Bucks this bad without Giannis? Or do they just need more practice? Yeah, I think that what they should do is uh, they should have one practice with Giannis and one practice without Giannis. Like, that's what they should <laughs> be doing all the time because they uh, they definitely are a different team without him. And I know that's a lot of pressure on Giannis, but... You know, that's just the way it works sometimes. Okay, Jason, describe what Rudy Gobert's brand of vigilante justice looks like. <laughs> uh, he's probably crying somewhere. <laughs> yeah, hard crying. And throwing his tears. Oh, I like, oh, I like the weaponization of tears. That's cool. Yeah, it's a bit of... He, he's, got cool. nothing, he's got nothing else. He's a soft big man. I like that. He's like a, he's like the Jubilee of X Men. People are like just <laughs> just harness your damn powers already. Um, okay, uh, Paul. Uh, last question of the pod here: um, Which Raptor named Norman Powell is actually Michael Jordan? Uh, Pascal Siakam, um, and also it's it's Earthquake and Typhoon were the name names of the natural disasters. Oh. I just looked it up. Oh man, I like tugboat and the other one better. Hurricane. Tugboat was tugboat was a wrestler. <laughs> tugboat was the wrestler. I just he like tugboat and hurricane. They don't seem to yeah. belong with one another. It's great. <laughs> well, they, they, they neither do typhoon and earthquake. Yet, yeah, yet sure. they were. Uh, yet, yet they were a tag team. Um. Well, guys, uh, that's the pod. Thank you so much, both of you, um, for doing it. Um. 
Jason, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a wrap podcast, but, uh, you know, where can people find it? How can they follow you guys? Sure. Uh, I mean, you can find all of us on That's A Rap Pod uh, on Twitter and you can find, uh, you can email us at That's A Rap Podcast on gmail.com. And, and if you are looking for us on all your podcatchers like Spotify, Apple, Stitcher and all that, and make sure you search up Raptors HQ because that's our home base. Awesome. Um, Paul, uh, what's going on? I don't know if you want to plug talking, <laughs> talking to, talking Terry. Like, I don't know talking if Terry's Terry, hibernating. The only yeah. Terrence Malick podcast, uh, Talking Terry. Um, also, uh, you can uh, uh, check out some of my writing on uh, CBC Comedy. And um, I, I, I just want to do a follow-up, if, if we have a second. For sure. the, the last time I was on the pod, we, we, we speculated on who the worst teams of, on the NBA, who, who, who are going to have the worst records this season. Oh, wow. Oh. I must have, did anyone say OKC? Uh, n- 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 nobody said the Warriors. That's for that's for sure. Uh, oh, wow. I-, I said the Hornets. Uh, who the Hornets are making the um, the, the 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 Warriors look like the the, the 2016 Warriors at the moment because uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that's I, yeah. I think I think Freddie, you said um, um, Cleveland, which was a good pick. But anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm content uh, with that. I, I I feel bad for Cleveland, but I I don't see any good times ahead for them. No, no. Um, but yeah, that's that's the pod. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, you know, rate, subscribe, review, uh, tell people about our podcast, uh, rock our toques, all that good stuff. Um, and and Matt, uh, is there anything you want to leave the people with, or what? Oh wow! Um, you know, yeah, just keep <laughs> just keep <laughs> listening to the pod and uh, rating and reviewing. That's great too. And don't forget about our Patreon. And uh, yeah, you know, don't be afraid to go back because of the Confederacy Dunks Basketball Podcast. It is a time capsule, and we have uh, you know you can go back to season three of our show and and you know relive the Biombo season. You know what I mean? Yeah, still not a foul. <laughs> Still not a foul. Still not a foul. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll see y'all later. Thanks for doing the pod. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the, the Confederacy, Confederacy of Dunks, of Dunks basketball, basketball Podcast. podcast.